Welcome to Ikoyi Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast services. Listen and be blessed. The passage read, actually if you are familiar with Thessalonians, the two letters written by Paul from Anten were letters out of agony and pain. It was particularly first Thessalonians was out of his struggle but gratitude for the report this man was hearing in Athens about the goods of this church. And may I testify that the goods that we are hearing about the Koi Baptist Church will continue in the name of Jesus Christ. The title of the message is Gentle Reminder. Why is this concept chosen? You hear Jesus Christ saying, as I've told you before, particularly in John chapter 16, verse 33, as I've told you before, and in this section, Paul gladly was telling the church, as I've told you before, if not because of my persecution, I still want to encourage you over and over again. It's a gentle reminder to Reverend Dr. Adeliki. I have an assumption that you have preached induction service as a moderator, a consultant, or advisor of an association, as first vice chairman of a conference. And so this message is a gentle reminder. A gentle reminder brings to consciousness of the urgency of the assignment of a meeting, of a scheduled appointment. And so what I'm going to say today is actually a gentle reminder. The fact that you have somebody saying this is a gentle reminder brings to mind the fact that you are needed there. You have a role to play there. In political arena, they won't even want you to come if you don't have anything to give or if they want to outsmart you. But it's a spiritual assignment. Paul abruptly left the church at Thessalonica. But you will recall in this passage, he gave us the first challenge which I will give you. The pastoral identity that will help you to enjoy your work was given in verses 1 and 2. When we could no longer forbear, we thought it good to be left at Antens alone. And said Timothy, our brother and minister of God, our fellow laborer in the gospel, to establish you and to comfort you. Your pastoral identity is that of a brother. I can never forget we got to talk at a time in our church in my young pupil pastoral day where you have to use the titles of people, chiefs, so and so, senators, so and so, admirals, so and so, readmirals, so and so, and the church resolve. In all church documents, we are brothers. No publication of the church will carry except when it is professional. The concept of brotherhood brings to mind cooperation, brings to mind full team spirit, brings to mind what they call in management palace, synergy or synergy. 
your identity here in Ikoyi Baptist Church is that of a brother that every other member and pastors will see you as this is my brother. First and foremost, you are a brother. That everyone that meets you will hold your hand and say, this is my real brother. As if you are born by the blood. But better, you are actually born by the spirit of the Lord. Because the Bible says, as many who received him, through the grace and truth of God in John chapter 1, verse 12 to 14, he did not give them money. He didn't give them title. He gave them power to become sons and daughters of God. You are a brother to members. Let them see that family spirit in you. The concept of a brother is a family member. Let them see you as part of their family. See them as part of your family. If I see my brother till now, even I send a text message to my twin brother a night ago, and I say, my twin brother, we love that one. My twin brother. But this is my Christian brother. He's better off than my twin brother. And that is what we are told here. Time motors are brother. The second identity we see there is a minister of God. One that is called of God. My singular prayer is what I pray for myself every day. I will just be like Samuel of our day. That is a minister of God. He's a servant of God. That none of his word falls to the ground. That everyone will see you as you are coming and say, This truly is a man called of the Lord. Wrestled in the spirit. Pray. Second Timothy. Chapter 4, verse 5. And you wrote it in your biography. And in my real study, because I have to kickstart the 120 years of the seminary, and I have to lead the student to kickstart, which will be culminating September next year. It's a year program for 120 year anniversary. And I stumble on this concept of do the work of an evangelist. As if I've never read that passage again. And when they were reading your biography, you gave that import. I could not forget your preaching at worry. When you were introduced by our patriarch, the number of churches planted. Be a minister of God that everyone looks up to that you have something from God. The, the thought that we are giving about, apart from a Christian brother, in terms of your pastoral identity, is a fellow laborer. From the writings of, of Paul, the apostle of Jesus Christ, either from prison or from one town to the other, I discover specifically mentioned three words. He said, we are fellow laborers. He said, we are yoke fellows. And he said, we are fellow soldiers. Fellow soldiers. Yoke fellows. Philippians chapter 2 verse 25. After that, 
word of the exhortation of Jesus Christ, having descended and ascended unto heaven, seated at the right hand of God, and God highly exalted him and gave him a name that is above every other name. We read that concept there, that we are fellow soldiers of Jesus Christ, companion in labor. And that spirit of him spirit will always help you in working with other pastors. The Yoruba proverbial word says that the sky is enough for all the best world to fly. My dad will always tell me he died after 100 years. He said, when you want to take a small boy to the farm, my daddy will say, you cannot do the job of that small boy with your own within the same span of time. That analogical word gives us an understanding that everybody is needed sometimes, somehow. Number two, preaching the gospel is to establish the faith of members. In my readings of 2 Timothy chapter 4, particularly verse 2 and verse 3, the emphasis on doctrine was very specific. In the reading of the book of Jude, the encouragement to contend for our faith was very explicit. Very explicit. Recently, and I knew that if we are to thank God for some of our fathers who are patriarchs, who are leaders as we celebrate Christ in their life. Even the like of Professor Ayeboy in his recent inaugural lecture, the taxonomy of Christianity in Nigeria, his emphasis was on sound doctrine, undiluted word of God, where we preach it raw, the way Christ will say it, without fear of favor. Eternity becomes our focus. You can't hit beyond what your belly can take. You can't dress, even if you dress anyhow like a masquerade, you will, you will, have, you will have them one day. Say it! In season and out of season, sound doctrine is scarce. Biblical discipleship is no more the order of the day. Be passionate about preaching. Paul at under his deathbed said in season and what? And out of season. I have not been able to know out of season. Because every season is a what? It's a season. But there are seasons that the natural tendency the circumstantial experiences or in, in Lega Palace, they said circumstantial evidence will not permit you try to be blameless even at that point. Number three. Pastoral relationship and prayers should be engaged or used to bring comfort to people. 
As we are sitting here, struggles differ. Pastor, struggles differ. People have challenges. I have to preach somewhere and I just saw everybody wear dress. And the Lord just gave me a word of knowledge that about two or three people there are struggling with an addict, addicted children. We wrestle with that now. Even in private university. Children who just are wayward. Some of them even feel that all that the Koi does, vacation, Bible school, everything, they still want to work with their own emotions. There are those that shares or stock whatever has broken their economy down. There are widows, there are widowers. The scripture here is not only to establish them in faith, in verse number two, but to also comfort them. It's a gentle reminder that people need pastoral relationship that brings comfort to them. The testimonies I've always enjoyed during the send forth of a pastor are testimonies of a woman, a widow, coming forward and saying, Pastor stood by me. Or when I was pregnant, pastor prayed for me. When the doctor said the baby is uh, upside down or whatever. People were broken. Let me tell you a funny story. One Mr. Goy in 2002 went for promotion interview Central Bank. And did the exam, did the interview. I also went to Bumashaw for doctor of ministry interview. I came back. I told my wife, the thing is tough. We are 32. They will admit only 10. Which means they won't admit more than 10. See, I don't know whether they will admit me. For the first time, I show a measure of uh, fear. How would I feel? How would the church feel if they don't admit me? I went to the altar to pray, Lord, please let them admit me. They say, Babani, they with all your what? They didn't even admit you. Ah. Then somebody drove into the church, Mr. Goy, and said, Pastor, for the first time I'm afraid whether they will promote me. <laughs> I say. <laughs> I'm also afraid. <laughs> Let's two of us go to the altar of the church and pray. <laughs> Even in your own pain. Let people find comfort from your teaching. Let them discover that God has truly called you. And then we pray. He was promoted and I was admitted. I think you want to clap for God, not for me. Because the admission had passed. <laughs> Your pastoral identity is that of a brother, a minister, and a fellow worker. The preaching of the gospel is to establish people in faith through discipleship. 
Your pastoral relationships will bring strength and comfort to each member of the church. And they will look at you and say, that is my pastor. Number four. And I'll go to the last two verses of that first Thessalonian. I took the first two verses and the last. But I just love that. In first Thessalonians... Throughout the whole of the five chapters, please find time to read. You will discover there is always the consciousness of end time. They call it big grammar, eschatology. The appearing of Jesus. We are used to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 13 through to 18 during funeral. But actually, the entire chapters has one or two verses, which time may not permit. But we may look at verse 9 to 10, 19 to 21 of chapter 2, verse 13 of chapter 3 that we read, verse 13 to 18 of chapter 4, verse 23 and 24 of chapter 5. You could just find time to read them, 9 to 10 of chapter 1. 19 to 20 of chapter 2, 13 to 18, we normally use of chapter 4, and then 23 to 24 of chapter 5. Verse 13 is our focus here. Please do everything as a pastor with the consciousness that Jesus may come tomorrow. Do it as unto the Lord, because you are writing history, and you are writing your name with gold on the tablet of the hearts of men. And it's my prayer that these four gentle reminders will keep you going in the name of Jesus. If anybody sends a text to you and say, Sir or Ma, this is a gentle reminder of the meeting tomorrow. As members of the church, let me leave you with three challenges and then I close. Number one, Pray for your pastor. Actually, what made Dr. Lawa to succeed is prayer. Pray for this man and this woman. I plead with you. He cannot overnight become Dr. Lawa. That was a mistake the church I led for 19 years and four months were initially making when the pastor came. They were expecting the man to behave like my level. 19 years of working together, it will take this man another 25 years there about to behave like Lawa. Am I communicating? So if you expect him to behave overnight, I think that would not really be realistic. You are even not realistic. But as he operates as a minister of God, as a brother, and as a yoke fellow with you, May the Lord use him mightily in Jesus' name. Please pray for him. Number two, provide for him. When I was in the church, not now, I left Satellite Baptist Church with 34 brand new sheds. Because in those days, ah, they will look at me from the head. They say, Pastor, this is a new time. And they will shake my hand. They say, ah, why are these people conscious of my dressing and all the rest? 
But they were the ones supplying it. They were the ones providing it. It is what you give your wife that you see at your wife. If you give your wife peace of mind, she'll be looking radiant. If you traumatize your wife, your wife will be sorrowful. And it will affect her psyche. Let's provide for the need. Dr. Lawa offered a prayer that Anijie uh, be something like that in Yoruba that will not be guilty. I tell you, you have done very well in the past. You could you clap for yourself. Clap, clap. Please clap. Clap. Mm-hmm. In fact, we don't need to preach that to you, but it's a gentle reminder. And the final one. Participate in developing the priorities that he is passionate about. Participate in developing the priorities that he is passionate about. You see, let's develop. I feel glad to say this. Dickin Ezekiel Niyajau serve as a pioneer treasurer. I can never forget him. I will always ask him, how is this thing done? No. He will say, if, nearby laptop, I will ask him, is it my right to have a laptop or a, a palm device? And he will say, if it is in the corporate world, this is what I apply. But I don't know what the church does. I know his mind is the treasurer. He has what? He has told me the what? The truth. It's now for me to operate on godliness. And not stole my calling by a mushel of porridge. When the pastor brings idea, let us strengthen that word, idea. So that the idea will become our word, our ideas. Baptist church will always be Baptist church. But let our life be a life of prayer a life of provision, and a life that participates with them. And the God himself who raised Jesus Christ from the dead by the blood of eternal covenant, who will judge each of us, including the preacher, equip us in righteousness with this gentle reminder to fulfill the purpose of God. Let us pray. Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed. Ikoi Baptist Church is a Bible-believing church located at 5 to 7 Latif Jakande Road in Ikoi of Lagos State, Nigeria. You can find us on Facebook at Ikoi Baptist Church or reach the church directly via phone at 0163-20485 at 0163-20486. For more information, please visit the church website at www.ikoibaptistchurch.org. We look forward to having you back next week.